now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so sun and, not sun and fun, air venture has been going on for the entire week. Uh, Dennis has been on site. We're going to get into that in just a little bit as much as we can. We're kind of working in advance. So uh, we're a little bit behind the eight ball as far as our coverage, are a little bit delayed. So you'll have to uh, deal with us uh, accordingly. But uh, we'll make the best of it. Uh, Dennis, are you ready or what? What do you think? I, I'm ready. All right. You're uh, loaded up on cheese curds. Uh, to kick off the show and our coverage of uh, Air Venture in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, we go to uh, Jim and his better half, Smokey, there at the campsite there in Oshkosh. Uh, Jim, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Pretty good, brother. How are you doing? I'm good. So you know you, you're set up at your campsite. You got your uh, well, you you got you're the best spot in the place because you get there like two weeks early. Is that right? Yeah, actually, we bring the camper up. I brought the camper up June 25th. Oh geez! They open on they open on the twenty fourth, and uh, so I dropped it off on the twenty fifth, and uh, and then I flew out and went to work and all that stuff, and we came back on uh, Monday before the show, and it was still there in the place that you left yeah. it, and uh, it's a primo yeah. location that Jim and he gets this because you guys have been volunteering at Air Venture for how many years now? You figure. I don't know. I think the first year we volunteered was 11, so that's 11 years. Okay. There was no uh, 2020. Yeah. All right. Well, that yeah, that's pretty good. He's 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 fast on his feet with the with the math there, Dennis. Got to get him pro- give him props. Yeah. 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 I say never knew math in public and yet he pulled right. it off. Yeah, but he can pull it off. It is within the it is within the realm of possibility that we had a discussion about it yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So it's still fresh. <laughs> oh, in his don't mind. don't let out the secrets, Chip. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. But uh, how prep? How, how has it looked uh, from your perspective so far? Uh, from what you've seen? Well, um, it's starting to fill up. I don't think there's as many airplanes here, but we're still, you know, we still got a ways to go, but I, it doesn't seem like there's as many airplanes as early as there usually is, but Sun and Fun was the same way. Yeah. And um, and I think, you know, this is kind of a... This kind of attendance kind of goes up and down with uh, avgas prices, you know. Mm, okay. and, and I, but I think that I think that sometimes, you know, and everything's gone up. And I think maybe people are just uh, instead of deciding, you know, I, hey, I'm not going to go. They're deciding I may not go as long, or I mm-hmm. may not go as early, you know, right. stuff like that. So, but. Um, I'm anticipating it's going to be a good time. Well, once again, uh, we're re, uh, recording the show a little bit in far in advance. So, uh, you know, we're at the very beginning of the show, even though uh, the broadcast today is airing at the end of the show. So just keep that in mind. He's uh, given his perspective uh, here, actually, right the day before the show actually officially opens. Just So you're just going from yeah. what you're seeing as far as, uh, 
you know, campsites and and things like that so far. Yeah. yeah. What what about the weather? Yeah. What how's the weather uh, shaping up uh for it the has for the been week? Hot. It has been hot, but it um we've had a real strong west wind. Yeah. And so it's it's taken some of the sting out of it. It's supposed to be cooler off for the week of the show though. Okay. So all right. Well, so I, that, I mean, I know they've been uh, pro- projecting that they're going to break records this year. So yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I think it would be awesome if they do. But uh, but right yeah, now, but, you know, if you, but I notice that you're not going to be here. Well, yeah, I have to go catch lobster, or I had to go catch lobster. Yeah, so okay. Florida lobster season's the same week of Air Venture. I got to talk to the. The people that put on these uh, events, the state of Florida and uh, EAA, and say, "Hey, you guys yeah, need yeah. to separate these things." Yeah, come on now. Yeah, uh, but that's a whole different issue for me. But yeah, you know that yeah, a lot of people look at that as a plus for people attending their venture, Jim. <laughs> so yeah, that I won't be there. Yeah, yeah I, I I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I took I took Smokey I took Smokey for some real lobster, Maine lobster, for a birthday. Okay, yeah, she. Yeah, don't don't get me started on that. What's uh, the real lobster? Is the main lobster with the pinchers? We got the Florida lobster, no pinchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, yeah. she likes the you, ones you with the, the pinchers. Yeah, you got the you got the child safe lobster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Greg safe lobster. Well, you could say yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, that's all. But you took her there for her birthday before Air Venture. Is that it? Yeah, we flew down to Bar Harbor in the RV and um, rented a car and went up through Acadia National Park and then had a nice dinner and yeah. stayed the night and flew back the next morning. So it's nice. It's all right. nice. Oh, there you go. So you, you're uh, are you going to get some uh, cheese curds there in Oshkosh? Uh, since you oh, know, while in Rome, on our nose. yeah, well, we've already been on our nose. What what else do you mark off the list when you go to Air Venture in Oshkosh? Is you know food wise? Oh, baseball okay, game. get a baseball, baseball game, game in. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we go every year. We go up to Appleton and for the minor league team, the Timber Rattlers. Okay, um, and it's kind of cool. You know, it's just a minor league game on a weeknight. You pull in and they're tailgating like it was. Wisconsin football. Well, okay. And, uh, and you know how they have those T-shirt cannons? Yeah. It, they fire the T-shirts into the crowds. Well, right. they do that here, except they, they don't shoot T-shirts. They shoot bratwurst. Really? I kid you not. What do you, you yeah. mean at Air Venture they're doing that or at the v- baseball game? At the baseball game. So well, we go every year. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that sounds like fun. You ought to bring that over to Air Venture. I bet people would uh, yeah. eat that up literally if you started chucking yeah. bratwurst at all the airplanes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like more fun than the tater bake, or maybe you chuck taters <laughs> with a, one of those cannons. Yeah. Well, uh, we take the yeah, shoot taters. You know, they call them spud guns, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, what it yeah. is. It's like you might take out a few people, but that's just part of the fun. And the ad- adventure of the whole thing. All right. Well, it sounds like you're you're doing your typical run for uh, Air Venture. What do you got your eyes on as far as aviation wise? Are you, are you looking at it like that new uh, RV, uh, RV fifteen? That is the one thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah. I heard that you know they, uh, I guess they released a video of it flying and stuff. Right. Um, and I'm ho- I'm hoping I haven't heard. If it's going to be here or not, I certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to see it. And 
And uh, I heard there's going to be a Havilland mosquito here. That was here like four years ago, but it was really cool to see that fly. And uh, and um, I was talking to the guy down at the Hilliard Center this morning, and he was telling me some of the stuff's going to be here. And the V-22 is going to be here. I always like to see that fly. So, um, yeah, but see, the thing about Air Venture, I always say not only is it impossible to do everything at, at Oshkosh, it's impossible to know about everything there is to do. Right. You know, I'll be sitting here at the campground, you know, at you know, in the evening, and somebody say, oh, I did this. I'm like, I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just so much, you know. So he, we, we, we'll have a full week one way or the other. Got it. So you just Thursday. go with the flow and, uh, you know, wander around, see what you see. And that's just part of the, yeah. uh, I don't know, the discovery of the whole event. You, you just kind of, you don't go in right. there with a plan per se. No, there's a few things we want to take care of, you know, um, little things that, uh, we just need, you know, housekeeping kind of stuff for the airplane, but nothing really big that we're looking at, yeah. um, this time around. All right, just going for the social yeah. aspects. Smokey has yeah, to make the rounds yeah. with with everybody she knows, which is what in the thousands oh, now. Oh God, that takes forever, you know. <laughs> Dennis, you're coming out here, right? Yeah, I'll be there, and uh, the bonus is Greg is not coming with, so for sure we're going to have a good time. Yeah, but I'm going to eat lobster, so yeah. you both can suck it. <laughs> well, as soon as I get back, I'm going to make it run over to Lauderdale and steal some of your. Well, lobster okay, there's that. All right. Well, you have fun at Air Venture, Jim. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. All right. Take care. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great! But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty oh, okay you got me uh just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog pretty cool though huh you don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane you need aircraft spruce and specialty supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years aircraft spruce and specialty call 877-4-SPRUCE 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com that's aircraftspruce.com Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. They always listen to the tower. They never question the authority of the tower. Well, the tower's telling us to hold. Well, so, so what about that? <laughs> Just once, I want to hear, the tower's telling us to hold, but uh, you might notice I'm rumbling along the grass. <laughs> If you look out the right, you'll show those aircraft lined up on the runway. Uh, The tower keeps telling us we're number 19 for takeoff. I say we're number one. What's the tower going to do? Hey, you! You can't exhibit that type of behavior! You're right, I shouldn't have done that. No, I should have listened better. If you need me, I'll be up in the clouds. You must be a pilot to know that move. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with uh, Captain Dennis. Now, last week we were talking about the fact that Dennis was planning to fly his Mooney 201 into Air Venture. Uh, he's had to change his plans, as uh, us pilots sometimes have to do due to weather, because it was going to be quite the uh, cross-country, and you saw a few uh, storm clouds on the front, so you decided to succumb to the commercial travel nightmare. Is that right, Dennis? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I was looking at the the prog charts for the for the week, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of cold fronts that would be cutting across uh, pretty much the central part of the U.S. And you know, I actually need to be back uh, in Fort Myers uh, before Friday, so I don't want to take a chance and get stuck and and then miss uh, miss those appointments and things like that. So it's in this case, it's probably better to just uh, pay and fly by uh, commercial, where you know you're guaranteed to get in and out. Or at least we hope we're guaranteed That's to get right. in and out. We will find out next week as he reports back uh, after his travels. But uh, but yeah, commercial travel may not be as solid as you would like it to be right now. So we'll see how it goes. And we got a couple stories that illustrate this fact. And in uh, one, you might benefit greatly. Uh, That's the, what I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed on this. You know, let's hope. Yeah. Uh, so you are flying Delta. And these two stories we have do talk about Delta. Is that right? That is correct. So uh, the the one that you've probably seen or heard in the news, I mean, because this hit mainstream media, was that Delta Airlines was offering passengers up to $10,000 to give up their seats on an older, oversold flight from Grand Rapids, Michigan, back to Minneapolis. Wow. You know, at ten grand, i would be pretty much, uh, hey, you know what? I think I can be a little more flexible in my plans, folks. Yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, did they get the entire message out before they had volunteers? I can't believe that. I, if I heard, hey, we're going to give uh, 10,000 uh, miles. I mean, this wasn't miles. This was, what, $10,000? Cash. A $10,000 voucher for future travel on Delta. Unbelievable. And, I mean, I would have thought five. you'd been, yeah, that, but that's crazy. I mean, I, I would have thought they were, you were being punked. Like, you got to be kidding me. But, uh, you, you know, and they, you said they started at five grand and they and didn't have the, any takers and then they bumped it up to 10 grand. Yep. Wow. And And this was a flight from where? London to where? It wasn't know? from London. This oh. was from Grand Rapids, Michigan, back to Minneapolis. Oh, so geez. a fairly short domestic flight, but it was oversold and they needed, you know, they had to get people off because, you know, you can't have people sitting on laps. That's that's not safe. 
Unbelievable. So, Ten grand to fly from, you said, Grand Rapids to Minneapolis. Right. Uh, About an hour flight. Is Grand Rapids really that bad of a place? People have no, to get I think out. I could find so, a reason to stay for yeah. an extra, you know, for I, 10 I've grand. Grand Rapids, beautiful city. I would stay there for an extra night for $10,000. Oh my gosh. That just, uh, I, th- this almost doesn't sound like a real story to me. But uh, I, I don't know. If I heard those kind of numbers blurted out over the announcements, I just don't know that I would, uh, I would believe it. Uh, but, but let that be a lesson. If you're like me, you better jump up quick and say, oh, yes, I'm in. And jump up there and be the first person to volunteer because who wouldn't want a piece of that action? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, it could definitely offset your uh, travel uh, budget for the year, you know? Heck yeah. $10,000. That is crazy. All right. So, uh, I, you know, I, I guess it just goes to show how crazy the uh, commercial flights have been or the lack of crew and cutting flights and things like that. And people, you know, the, the, the airlines are doing what they can. Uh, to to free up some some flights, uh, f- some seats. But uh, they're also having some issues in the UK, in London. This other story involves Delta, too. And we talked about how London Heathrow has put out the notice to the airlines that they're going to limit uh, passenger sales to like 100,000. I don't know where this is going to go. departures per day. Yeah. So, it, and they, you're not allowed to sell any more tickets than that. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's kind of a nutty situation too, but I don't know. Did that have anything to do with this other story or was this just another? It, it actually had everything to do with this story. Uh, so the news had, had made a big deal about how Delta had chartered uh, an airliner just to haul a thousand um, lost bags back from London, back to the U.S., but as uh, as time has gone on now, we've learned a lot more about this. It turns out that they flew an Airbus A330 from the U.S. to Heathrow on the morning flight. But then because of that 100,000 passenger cap, they were not allowed to have the flight go back. They had to cancel it because they couldn't have those seats. So they reaccommodated the passengers. But now they've got an airplane that they had just flown to London sitting in london that needs to come back to the u.s because it was needed back in detroit to make the the run the next day or whatever the the, the, the airplane had to be is, repositioned right. uh-huh. so they were going to fly the airplane back empty anyway okay. so what what delta decided and this was brilliant on their part because hey if we're going to fly the plane to reposition it they went and grabbed all of the unclaimed bags and stuff that were in all their luggage holdings from all of the previous misconnection flights and recanceled flights and everything and got them back to the U.S. so they could forward them on to their owners uh, at their other locations. So, you know, it does seem kind of crazy that there was a thousand unclaimed bags sitting in London from Delta passengers. That is nuts. And, and you know, you, you can track your bags pretty good with Delta on their app now, but that would be a little confusing to me if I had flown to London and then checked that my bag was in London, but then they were going to get it to me, but it had to fly back to the States first. I yeah, who knows? What's well, going I don't know on if there. they wind up doing that. I think they're a little bit smarter than that. But a lot of people probably at ended their vacation. Their their luggage finally got connected to them into Heathrow, but they were put onto a different airline or yeah. whatever it was to get back home, and their bags are still sitting back in in Heathrow. So, yeah, you know, my uh, I thought it was a very creative solution to the problem, but it's just you know the scope of these cancellations and whatnot is just 
mind-boggling. Yeah, well, a thousand lost bags, that is not a good sign of of good service that you can expect to encounter when you're flying commercial these days. And not to pick on Delta, because they're all dealing with it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just... Uh, you know, a cautionary tale, and and hopefully Dennis's uh, commercial travels back and forth from Air Venture in Oshkosh won't be as eventful as any of those two stories. Well, we'll have to wait and see, and of course he'll report back accordingly uh, next week. Hopefully, as a happy flyer, time will tell. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. This test today, it's important. I got it. I'm going to make you look good up there. Don't worry. Okay, now let's get these pants off. And fly some planes. I'm learning to fly around the clouds. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. And we are now joined by Captain Josh. Haven't talked to him in a while from uh, Talk Media Network. Uh, he's with us. And um, I don't know, Josh, how you been, buddy? What's going on? Oh, it's been a busy couple weeks in Radio Land. Yeah. But- I actually got in the longest cross-country flight uh, that I've ever done today. Or I should say trip uh, because, well, maybe the first leg was my longest flight. I don't know. Uh, we can break it all down here in a sec if you yeah, like. Yeah, well, absolutely. How long are we talking? <laughs> I mean, how many miles? Uh, what do you mean? How, how are you logging this cross-country? I got 9.6 hours last week on a two-day trip going mm-hmm. from Gaithersburg, Maryland, uh, where the Mooney is uh, hangered. Yeah, And it was my first time uh, across open water, and I went across Lake Michigan and came into Chicago Executive, which was an awesome experience. Okay. Well, that's pretty busy airspace around there, too, I would imagine, isn't it? Or is it? Oh, it's it very busy. busy yeah, day. <laughs> right. But not, it wasn't <laughs> intimidating, or uh, what do you think? Well, it was extra busy because there was a thunderstorm over the airfield. Mm. And as I went into land, there was also a funnel cloud oh, to the east. Uh, so, all yeah, this on top of crossing over uh, water for the first time. 
Well, and uh, if you've ever been in a Chicago executive, it's it, it, where it's positioned is just on the outer uh, limits of the uh, uh, Charlie or class the, uh, the class de, broadcast Bravo for Chicago O'Hare. So, yeah. I mean, you've only got like a mile or so from the end of the one of the runways before you're in the surface ring of uh, O'Hare. So it's, a, it's an interesting area to fly into. And that'll make an air race on the back of your neck for sure when you see all those planes. I mean, that's like, other than Air Venture this week, it's like the most popular airport in the world uh, many times, I believe, isn't it, Dennis? It's usually a tie between O'Hare or uh, Atlanta Hartsfield, Jackson. Okay. All right. So uh, what was the yeah. most uh, intimidating aspect of this cross country you were doing? Flying over water or realizing you were going to get over into that busy airspace or, well, you didn't know the funnel cloud was going to be there until you got there. They they threw that in for just fun. <laughs> well, and I frolic, guess we're not guess. in Kansas anymore. Yeah. yeah. You tell me, Josh, <laughs> what was right. it? What do you think? Well, you know, I, I did the proper planning. I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. I spent $10. I got one of the uh, you know, non-fashion week, uh, orange life preservers, uh, both for my wife and I, although she was not on the trip. And uh, I threw that in the back just in case. Yeah. And I do have my, my beacon, my personal locator, later locator beacon, right. uh, which floats. So I, you know, that's in the pocket in my flight bag. I know where to grab it if I need to. Okay. But the tricky part was this. I went to leave and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to top off my tanks above the tabs. So I've got a little extra fuel and I can fly nine nonstop. Hmm. The The fuel pump was down at Gaithersburg. So I said, I'm just going to go land maybe at, at Berrien County on the way, um, which has, uh, has an airfield, or maybe I can make it. And, you know, you've got to have, I, I had like 0.3 of an hour extra on my flight plan above the minimum alternate plus 45 minutes mm, okay. if I wanted to go direct. So what I did, and this was a great lesson learned is Moonies are great when you lean them, right? Right. I averaged about seven and a half gallons fuel burn per hour. Pretty leaned good. Leaned it back, went a little bit slower. And I was also, I thought the timing would be great because I did see that there was uh, some weather as we like to call it, uh-huh. uh, that was going to be in the vicinity. I thought it was going to stay north of the airfield, you know, quite a few miles north. No, right. dipped right down, sat right on top of it. I had the circle uh, north of Navy Pier offshore from Chicago for a half hour. Oh, geez. There goes that point three you, reserve. <laughs> <laughs> but because I had leaned and taken my time on the way out, I had way more than enough fuel I never really got to the pucker factor. Okay. Um, The exciting part was, you know, you got to get under that Bravo shelf on the way in that Dennis was talking about. Right. And because it was kind of the outskirts of the thunderstorm, uh, it was, it felt like a wooden roller coaster. Mm -hmm. There was a whole lot of, a lot of bouncing around. Yeah. But about a half mile from the end of the runway, smooth as glass. Well, Nothing. that's good. Dead calm winds. Well, what, what, at what <laughs> point did you see the funnel cloud? Or uh, when I was about two miles out. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. mean, that didn't cause a bit of the pucker factor to materialize. Come on now. I don't know if it ever touched down, but it was quite a sight to to see. I didn't really have time to focus on it because yeah. I was setting up for fun, you know, to uh, make the approach. Right. But I did get some 
awesome pictures of downtown Chicago. Oh, I bet. While I was circling. Yeah. Uh, just amazing. And it's one of my wife's favorite cities. So I sent it to her afterwards and she's like, where are you? Like hmm. I told you where I was going. Like you don't recognize your favorite. You don't city? recommend the, the Sears Tower? Yeah, I'm not going to call it the Willis Tower. I'm sorry. Mm, yeah. It will always be the Sears Tower. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. That's right. All right. Well, yeah. Just yeah. like it will always be Heinz Field, right? Okay. Or, or, or Miggs Field. I don't care what kind of park they call all it. All right. All right. You guys in <laughs> no, your I Chicago meant for the, uh, references. The Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. Oh, oh yeah. that one. Okay. That reference was lost on, on you guys. Yes. Yeah, anyway. I'm not a sports guy. Sorry. The one thing I, I was extremely thankful for was approach and Chicago Executives Tower were both amazing. They really? were great at just, you know, keeping everybody in their airspace giving you updates on where things were, how much time they thought it was going to take before the weather would be a, a non-factor. And, uh, and it was really reassuring. Yeah. Know, it, it, but did they tell you that never, you're going to be circling yeah. over uh, Lake Michigan for up to like 30 minutes? Did they give you that he- heads up? I t- they didn't tell you that, did they? They told me it could be uh, up to 30 minutes. Mm, they said I okay. could probably make three circles. I did two. And then I, you know, kind of, started to make my way north and i noticed well no they're right it's not clear yet so once once i saw and it was their timing was exact um that's exactly how long it took there were three other jets circling uh, above and i got to go in first and landed taxied to atlantic aviation first class operation and nothing but good vibes there okay well it sounds like yeah. you, your adventure went pretty well and then you had to turn around and fly back after what a meeting or something or what uh, in the morning, this was one of the most picturesque trips I've ever taken, flying east over Lake Michigan in the morning while the sun's coming up. Had a mm. great trip, flew into a little suburban airport outside of Grand Rapids, and um, I had met with a talk talk show host uh, on Monday evening, and then I went straight to my radio meeting in Grand Rapids on Tuesday, uh, held about a five-hour meeting, and then uh, you know wanted to get back before nighttime, and I knew there was a line of thunderstorms ahead uh, going through Pennsylvania and Maryland, and I had to stop for fuel. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just out myself right here. First time I ever had trouble using self-serve, guys. Really? Why? What, asked, what was the problem? <laughs> what happened? So I, la- I landed in Charlotte, and you know there, there was only one tank in operation, and it tells you there's one tank. And I was like, okay, so... Why I forgot you have to push A again to select the only tank, even if it's the only tank. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. In order to get it to activate. So so actually it was the first time I ever did a solo uh approach and I had to do a touch and go because the winds were a little bit um you know ex- too exciting. I, I got a late touchdown. So I did a, a go around at Charlotte, got on the ground, couldn't get the pump to work, <laughs> went to Jackson. Got everything working there just fine. And then uh, the timing worked out perfect because as I came in back to Maryland, the thunderstorms were maybe five minutes ahead of me. And it was an amazing sight to see all the lightning. Nobody else was in the sky, any any GA aircraft, because it, uh, it was dicey if you went any further east. But, well, it was truly um, a, a solo cross-country. That's why they call them that, maybe. I don't know. More coming up with Josh on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Fly jets long enough, something like this happens. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis, and Captain Josh helping us out right now as well. He just got back from a solo cross-country, which I want to clarify, Josh. Now, in the last segment, you talked about how you went to that particular airport to fill up, but you didn't know how to run the self-serve uh, fuel tank. You didn't know how to press yeah. the right button, and you just packed up and went to the next place and filled up? And then realized, like, wait a minute, I didn't press the right button. It was, I could have got that gas after all. Is that what happened? You had it like a <laughs> dull moment. How long do you want to rub this in for? Yes. Well, I'm just exactly saying, I don't know why you shared that story. Nobody would have been the wiser until you shared it with the world. <laughs> Well, there is a bigger story there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you want you know? to learn from other people's mistakes. So make sure when it says A, fuel tank one, mm-hmm. 100 low lead. Right. Push A for tank one okay. in order for it to actually work. Because there's more prompts to go through, folks. Yeah. Well, yeah. there wasn't anyone around who could have come up and said, look, idiot, you could have pressed this button and it would have worked. You didn't have like, you oh, know. I literally like- walked around all the hangars at Charlotte and no one was there. It was ah. completely empty. No one in the pilot's lounge. Well, that, that, you're probably you know, lucky because it would it would have probably been like an 18, 17-year-old uh, girl or something. It comes up and like, hey, hey, you big dummy. <laughs> You know, it requires a PhD to use the fuel pump, you know, press here, dummy. Yeah, oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. All right, no, no we're not rubbing it, it in. I'm just I, I, When the fine folks at Atlantic Aviation fueled me at Chicago Executive, I didn't have to get embarrassed. Yes. You know? Well, they I'm just, just glad it, uh, it wasn't me. So, <laughs> But you do touch on a big problem uh, when it comes to self-service. You know, I don't think anybody has a problem going and filling up their car with the pay at the pump. It's pretty simple and straightforward. I don't know who makes these self-service things for airports, but they're unnecessarily complex. Mm. Each system's dinner, you know, different. They've got different requirements. Some of them you have to put your end number in. Some of them have got some sort of like a scrolling wheel display thing. It's like how hard would it would be just to put a keypad up there and you know, yes, no, and be right. done with it. But right. they are unnecessarily complex, and so I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at what point did you realize, though, that you didn't press the right button? What made you understand that you had uh, missed a a fueling opportunity there? The setup was slightly different at Jackson, Mm -hmm. but similar on the prompts. Okay, gotcha. And so then I realized after I sat there and I'm like, wait, I keep. It it keeps never kicking in or turning on. And I was looking for a lever somewhere or a switch, which sometimes after you go through all the prompts, you still need to activate the pump. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I realized the, the processing of the card had never completed, especially because I did it five times at the one airport (laughs) and I'd done it three times at the other one. And they were still taking my card, which by then chased would have, I'm sure shut my card down because they would have thought there was fraud on it. I'm like, this, this is not completing. So 
Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'd actually ask the guys, there was a Lansing Community College um, aircraft maintenance and repair hangar there. And I asked the guys in there, there were three of them. Anybody know how to run the pump? Right. Not a one. <laughs> we know how to fix airplanes, but we don't know how to put gas in them. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, yeah. that made you feel a little better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so for your next flight review, well. I guess your your CFI is going to do a little dual instruction on uh, cross-country uh, and self-fueler operations. Yes. And, and self-serve. Yes. Yes. I like it. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, you know, chalk it up as a learning experience. And like you said, people here in this may... Uh, may go hey that happened to me but i didn't share it with the world at least <laughs> i'm glad i'm not josh but regardless uh i mean was the rest of the cross country uh fairly uneventful then or what what do you think uh had another first in it so oh. first uh experience not getting the pump to work but the second uh first was that i got to fly into canada okay hey uh, i yeah. thought it would be you know a really cool event uh I, I had filed a different route, which would kept me just out of Canada, but ATC said, no, we don't want you flying in through this airspace, which is Detroit Metro at 9,500 feet. We're yeah. going to drop you to 4,500 and route you directly over the, over the midfield of the airport. So that's what I did. And they shot me right into um, the Ontario province. Hmm. And then... I actually, it was a really beautiful view of Gross Eel, the island in Detroit that one of my best friends, the guy who got me into radio, uh, lived at just until recently, until earlier this year, and got a, a great view of the uh, old, old Navy airfield that's at the south end of Gross Eel. Hmm. Uh, but the only thing that happened while I was in Canada was, and I realized this after I landed, I got a text message on my phone that said, Welcome to Canada. So land for your free donuts or something is no one of the towers. Yeah. There was no, no Tim Hortons in the sky, but yeah, um, you know, it's nice to get the welcome text. And then I got routed directly um, over top of Cleveland, but not Cleveland's main airport. Actually it was over Burke Lakefront, KBKL, which is right there on Lake Erie. And I actually, last time I was in Cleveland, pre-pandemic it just happened to be having an air show that weekend where the blue angels were using burke lakefront airport as their uh takeoff and landing airport and they did the show right over lake erie uh, you know to all the spectators on the beach and on the shoreline wow while while you were going through that area and you got a bird's eye view of the whole thing yep so that was years ago when i saw that show but Got some great photos of Burke Lakefront Airport, mm-hmm. which I need to send to a uh, talk radio host who's based in Cleveland. He's very familiar with it. Uh, and then the rest of the, the trip, they had me between 9,500 and 10,500 feet altitude, and we were good to go getting home. Well, there you go. And, and as yeah. far as that uh, route through Canada, so you didn't have to have any contact with any Canadian towers. What do they have, like a little easement? Uh, with the U.S. air traffic control that they allow them to break Canadian airspace like that? I, I would think that would be Evidently. like a no-no. Wait, what, do you know anything about that, Dennis? Yeah, uh, what, they, uh, well, think about it. You know, Detroit, 
actually sits north of Windsor, Ontario. Right. And so, yeah, they've got a lot of traffic and I'm sure that there, there's agreements uh, between the air traffic controls to handle traffic for one another in that uh, type of situation. They probably have something similar in Buffalo, New York too, where you're straddling the, the international border there. And ATC tends to be a little bit more hands-off. It's like, you know, the airplanes need to go where they need to go. You can actually fly all the way through and across Canada if you wanted to go to Maine and, you know, you would never have to clear customs because you never landed. Well, true, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, I don't know. I I would think, I mean, they know he was there because they were bombarding him with texts with uh, Tim well, Hortons and Donuts. That was most likely his uh, cell phone service connected to a, a tower in Canada while he was flying over. Right. Well, they knew where he was. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I that that's right. kind of cool. That was, I mean, but that was like bonus. You weren't expecting to do that. That's just how they routed you. Were like, hey, I'm in Canada. Woohoo! Added uh, that, that's yeah. a true cross country. You hear what I'm saying? An, an international <laughs> flight. Yeah, that counts for something extra in his logbook, doesn't it, Dennis? Or does you it? can log what you need. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really matter. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was a good long run. Uh, it was for business. And it made you just 10 times more efficient to be able to run back and forth like that. And uh, the only downside is you were all the way out to uh, the Chicago, you know, Chicago land area. You could have hop, skip and jumped over to Air Venture, but uh, that wasn't on the agenda, I, I guess, huh? Uh, it was not. And it's still going to be on the bucket list next year. Uh-huh. So there's Dennis, always something new that you got to have. I'm glad maintain. you're having the fun for me. I'll look forward to your full report, and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be the guy representing the show there next year. I, I think that we can make that well, happen. Well, we know it won't be Greg. Why do you say that? It could because oh, you're going to be lobsters first. Well, maybe we'll switch oh, off true. next year. You cover the lobster <laughs> tail, and I'll cover the Wisconsin cheese curds. No, actually, that, no. That would that, be interesting. That's never going to happen. I'm going to stick with the lobster tail. As soon as I said it out loud, it's like, "What are you, an idiot?" Yeah, maybe. All right, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.